The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents... So, uh, next up here, we've got, again, uh, an infamous uh, promo. Uh, <laughs> Harlem Heat. Uh, <laughs> with a, a, a slight flub and the greatest... Uh, corpsing of uh sensational sherry's career of her just blatantly <laughs> just hanging them out to dry versus chris jericho's wwf debut and so i have to go with jesse on this to see oh, where he lands thank you um, to to discredit your we're skewing away from funny promos i'm 100 percent giving it to we coming for you um i love Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho's promo is is amazing. Um, I remember watching it live. It was wonderful. I didn't particularly know who Chris Jericho was at the time because I was young and stupid and I didn't really watch WCW um, as opposed to being stupid now. Um, I but I, yeah, I'm. I, I got to give it to. I got to give it to Harlem Heat. <laughs> like just just that line. And I like I said, I'm inconsistent. I'm very inconsistent. <laughs> uh, Whereas He's consistent going, with oh, his yeah, inconsistency. It's just, a line. it's just a line, but this is the line. This True, is one of those lines, and you can't. I, I, I just that one line. I think just sort of can overshadow all of Chris Jericho's first promo. As much as I love Chris Jericho and is amazing as he was at, but at the time was before has gone on to become. Um, yeah, I'm giving it to Harlem Heat. <laughs> all right, Chad. What about you? So now, unlike Jesse at the time, I did know Chris Jericho uh, because me and my friends would all like uh, stuff into a friend of mine's house to watch uh, uh, both Raw and Nitro on picture in picture. Uh, And when one of us saw something we would like on the other channel, we would yell, flip it, flip it, flip it, flip it. Um, So we could (laughs) so we could flip. Uh, And Jericho was always one of those guys that cost us to flip because we wanted to see his match. And um, when he left for WWF at the time, obviously, it was quite the big deal. And um, the pageantry of his of his intro with the, the, you know, obviously, the now iconic countdown clock and the music and the explosions and the pose and the whole nine, um, I, I think, is is very much hard to beat. The part that I actually like the least about that one, interestingly enough, is um I kind of I'm kind of playing this by like once his promo is done to kind of hit stop because I always thought the rock once again kind of talking earlier about the rock kind of putting the kibosh on everybody. I felt like rock stuff afterwards really downplayed Jericho too much. Um, I thought it was just I think I wish rock had left a little bit come off the gas a little bit. And I don't it, remember what another one of those instances where if it happened today, it would be like. Oh, he buried him. It would, right. it would be very frowned upon if this, um, you know, this hot, you know, young talent from with big name value came in and your top healer face at the time just said like, "Well, look at this jackass with his stupid fucking shit," you know? Right. Yeah. So, um, I I do love the Hogan "We're coming for you" promo. I do think that's hysterical. I do love right after he says it, uh, sensational Sherry's reaction is is wonderful uh, because she's trying not to laugh and she's also she she starts patting poor Booker on the shoulder because you could tell Booker immediately turned away because he's like, 
I don't believe I just said that. And it's like, turning oh, from the camera. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Rick's job really difficult because I am gonna give it to Jericho. Um because I think <laughs> oh. that one's better and make and make Rick break the tie. So well I was I was just gonna say, uh never before did it click uh to me of like, oh, that's why wrestlers wear sunglasses during their promos. Because if you could see the full look of Booker T's face after that happens, that would they'd have to completely just throw the whole thing out. Like yeah, he's, oh god, yeah. He's got the the thank God the two of the three of them are wearing sunglasses. So uh Rick, it comes down to you, my friend. Well, this this is actually not a hard question for me. Um I believe it or not, real simple. Uh what do you remember from Chris Jericho's debut promo? You remember the rock looking up and saying, Yes, but young man, what is your name? And then the rock just proceeds to shovel dirt onto his corpse. <laughs> yes. And that is what you remember from the original Jericho promo. Jericho has even said this. I think rock has even said it. Everyone just sort of agrees that eh, they kind of fucked that one up pretty good. Meanwhile, all we're talking about here is how much we love guys who get, you know, give us real honest to God promos where you know the line between shoot and work is blurred so significantly that we don't know which is which well nothing could be more honest than a guy going so hard into his character and how much he wants to beat somebody up that he says something completely out of character or something you can't say on tv he got lost in his own anger his real fake anger and for a minute in time it was real to him so I think yeah. that promo. Damn it. For, <laughs> yep. I think that promo, for as much as we all joke about it, as much as we all you know, love that it's always going to be the promo for Botchamania, it's honestly one of the greatest real uh, moments in history of promos. And I would so, argue also with the Jericho thing, it's, it's not the promo that, it's definitely not Chris's promo that you remember. You remember mm-hmm. the pageantry. You remember the countdown. You remember all that. You remember the pose. You remember all that, you know, like all the the, the 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 spectacle of it. The pomp and, and circumstance remember, leading up to it. Yeah, you remember everything leading up to it. The moment, the debut, the pop, everything, and then you remember the rock dunking on him. I, if I, I mean, if I really sat here and racked my brain, I could probably recite a line from his promo. But off the top of my head, I can't think of anything other than you know, like you know, shitty always said like Ayatollah of rock and roll, blah blah blah. Yeah, true. So, breaking away from the pack, Harlem Heat advances in the tournament. I'd be honest, I'm surprised that one moved the way it did, but okay. Yeah, especially especially when other meme uh, promos did not make it out of the blocks. So that's the ultimate one. It's, it's the granddaddy of them all. Well, so, listen, guys. Just when you think you have all the answers, I change all the questions. You, okay. You're not allowed <laughs> to use that. You don't even like that guy. <laughs> that's what makes it a good joke anyways uh next bracket here hulk hogan uh the promo specifically about the nwo formation uh very fitting that we just got off harlem heat uh versus sean michaels uh being just a real bag of dicks in canada Um, just getting off somebody anyway yeah so uh (laughs) Rick, since you did such an amazing job giving the TED Talk about Harlem Heat and getting lost in a character, let's yeah. start with you. Okay. 
Hulk Hogan might be one of the worst promos of all time. There, what? I said. <laughs> the hottest of hot takes from this man. There, I said it. I was so into the NWO, and you know, obviously, I was fourteen at the time. Of course, I was. But his actual promo, like him coming down to the ring and dropping the leg, and 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 Heenan blowing the whole thing by saying, "Yeah, but whose side is he on?" That's what you remember about the NWO formation. You don't remember the next night where Hogan or during in the ring where Hogan, I went out and I got this dude, and we were dudes, and we all got dudes and dudes. And it, Kevin Nash had a great segment about that in like I think it was one of the one of the, the like, NWO, NWO black. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, too. yeah, where he's like, "Oh my God, Hogan's gonna ruin this whole fucking thing in the first five minutes by just being dumb," and that's what I remember about that. Now that said. Ah, man, Shawn Michaels made me uncomfortable to this day. Like, that, that, ooh, ooh, you don't say shit like that. You can get somebody killed. You <laughs> might have gotten somebody killed. Like, Marty Jannetty just admitted to killing a whole bunch of people today. So. <laughs> Where's that on this list? His, his, his confession on Facebook, that's one of the best promos of all time. Rambling so, and incoherent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, Rick, I, we need you to come down on this. All right, um, I I have to give it to Shawn Michaels because even the guys in the ring with Hogan agreed that he shouldn't have been talking at that time. <laughs> All right, excellent, excellent. Uh, Chad, let's go on to you. Uh, um, I don't hate the Hogan promo nearly as much as Rick did. Um, I, right, I've never been a big Hogan fan, uh, as, as is proof to my, again, to my, my hot rod birthday cake that I had when I was true, a kid, true. I think. Um, uh, I, I, do, I do find it funny that he did say New World Order correctly the first time and then called it the New World Organization for the rest of the promo. Um, <laughs> I think that's hysterical. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Uh, I, did, I was listening to an interview with uh kevin nash uh on stone cold steve austin's podcast not too long ago where he was talking about hogan and and them and talking about how they had to like kind of talk him out of trying to do the typical hogan promo uh especially like after he had turned when they then that's why they i guess went to filming the black and white uh commercials they were doing because then they could edit they could edit his dumb ass then <clears throat> um, yeah, you're absolutely right, though, that, that Sean promo is definitely is definitely makes your butthole pucker, um, especially when, like, <laughs> especially when Bret Hart's music goes off and you're like, oh, oh I know part. exactly where this part. is going. Um, so I, I have to give it to HBK on this one, but I, I will give, um, obviously, moments in time for history. Uh, by the way, I don't think Heenan actually gave anything away on that one because Heenan, I, I can base it off of the fact that Heenan, by the way, has hated Hogan for so long, why wouldn't he think the worst of him? And I think that ultimately, as time went on, Heenan on commentary is like, I've always thought he was a scumbag. Now we just now the rest of you just know he is. And I think that's kind of what it was. And ultimately, Heenan was right. He was a scumbag. So. That is a good point, because that does actually turn Heenan face in that moment. It is kind of funny. Right. Anyway. Right. So, but, uh, I guess, so the question now becomes, Jesse, uh, will you also be dunking on Hogan here? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I picked <laughs> Canada specifically to eliminate Hulk Hogan, because fuck Hulk Hogan. <laughs> fuck him and his stupid leathery ass. Well, there you fuck go. Fuck him sideways. Also, I absolutely love, as much as Rick and Chad sort of voted for 
HBK out of duress. I love that promo. Oh, God. Him, it, the the nuclear heat he got for, you know, the, the Brett music years before Brett actually came back. I, I loved it. But mostly, fuck Hulk Hogan. By the way, my favorite part about this, too, is the way this, the way this uh, set up here is obviously really Michael's promo for that for who he's go- talking about for that promo isn't Brett. It just happens that he has to met- bring it up Brett Hogan. because God, it's Hogan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because that was, I love that was just- heel Sean during that time. It, it was amazing. I love that little think- tiny little heel run he had. And I think that's just before like the, what I like to call the, the Sean Michaels Hulk Hogan pinball match where Michaels well, is well, around like a psychopath for the, well, for the beautiful movie. thing about that is, and I'm sure this is common knowledge now, like, mm-hmm. I guess the original program was like, they were each going to get one. Like right. Sean was going to lose to Hogan and then he was going to beat Hogan. And then it's like the feuds over. And then they like, were like, ah, we're cutting it for time. And Hogan's just winning. And that's <laughs> it. And Sean was like, oh, all right, well, fuck all this then. And that's where we get yeah. to the pinball selling. Right. <laughs> Which, as always, uh, incredible talent used for petty vengeance is always going to be a win in my book. Uh, All right, so next up here, we've got um, two, I would say, kind of character introductions in a way, uh, or reintroductions would be a better way to put it. Uh, Triple H sitting down with uh, Jim Ross, the I Am The Game origin promo, versus Bray Wyatt, and uh, I guess, again, one of those kind of slice of life ones of him, but him on uh, on the big stage, finally getting to cut a promo about uh, a, an old teacher of his uh, calling him trash. So, uh, Jesse, let's start with you. Triple H and Bray Wyatt. Um, this is another one where I originally put down Bray Wyatt, but I'm going to give it to Triple H because I feel like, the, I mean, disregarding the fact that he married the boss's daughter and that's really where his career but the the that promo sort of spurned his entire you know characterization and you know he's still he, you know he's called the game he's still called the game um and, yeah you know no one knows what the fuck that really means anyway um but and and poor Bray you know like Bray never really damn damn yeah. with Bray. True, true. Um, which I have a, a side thing I, I want to mention to to Jesse after we vote on this. Uh, 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 Rick, what about you? Triple H and Bray Wyatt. So I actually love the Triple H promo here, where he announces that he is the game because it is a it's an interview that was you know it's a promo, but it's done in an interview setting. It's just Ross and it's just Triple H, and you can sort of see him starting to break out. You can. This is really a turning point. It is it is a microcosm of the man's entire upward you know momentum. It starts right there. You can see it. You can feel it. You can sense it. Even though the jeans he's wearing are way too short and way too tight. But that's, <laughs> yes. And and the fact that he's wearing a leather biker cap that no one really understood that entire part of his career. But still, still all of that, all of that, and maybe even fashion because plate. of that, he was a fashion plate. But maybe even because of all that, he just does such a great job of bringing you in. And then you get to the Bray Wyatt promo, which is leaps and bounds better than Triple H's. But there's one problem with it. It has the great misfortune of being done in a setting, not just one man and a microphone. It's the crowd. Mm. And the crowd goes 
I don't know why, but they start doing the what for every time Bray talks. And they're trying to what Bray Wyatt for everything he says. And maybe it's the smart mark in me. Maybe it's I just don't like seeing people trying their hardest and getting shit all over for no other reason than because somebody doesn't like what they're hearing at that exact moment. I don't know why. But listening to the crowd takes me out of that promo and just shits on it in a way that I don't think any one of us could ever conceivably do justice to it. So for me, it's the Triple H promo. Because again, I'm judging these A versus B all the way down the line. Was this promo better than that promo? Was I, am I looking at this from my old school PCW days? Who wins my fake match? In this case, it's Triple H's promo. Fair enough. Um, so, Chad, at this point, this shit don't matter, but, uh, right. but what are your thoughts on the, on, on the match? Uh, well, Triple H, Triple H would have been my vote. A um, couple things I do want to say, because everybody else vocalized everything pretty nicely here. Um, I do love the fact that Bray Wyatt during his promo tried to start mixing up his cadence to try yeah. to break the try to break the what um, that the audience was just going to keep pushing. Um, he did at one point, obviously, that was during the whole world in his hands kind of portion of Bray and did get smart to bring that up because then that got the audience singing, which then took them off the what a little bit. So I thought that helped out nicely. Um, and the, the Triple H promo is is probably one of his best. It, it, you're absolutely right. You can see the trajectory of where he's going to be. Um, I want to kind of refute one thing Jesse said, though. I Yes, everybody immediately goes, well, he married the boss's daughter. I think Triple H would have been a Hall of Famer whether he fucked Stephanie or not. Um, now, would he be a, a corporate suit like he is right now? No, I'd bet he'd actually probably still be wrestling um, <laughs> instead of doing the corporate side of it. But, uh, but I think to retire. Right. But but I also don't think we should take away at all from his career because he had because because let's be honest, if any of us had the chance to bag Stephanie, we would have all done it at the time, too. So, well, we already voted him off the island. So never mind. I, and yeah, it's, well. it, it's a shame with Bray because <laughs> Bray is a he's 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 a genius when it comes to this. Yeah. Kind of stuff. He's he is brilliant. Um, You can there's a lot going on in that dude's head. Most of it is lizard conspiracy theories. But. He's right. a genuinely great promo, and you know you've seen he's changed. He's done so many different characters, like the the pre, like the NXT Bray Wyatt, then you know the WWE Swamp Wizard Bray Wyatt to you know the really bad I'm the new phenom shit, and then to what he's doing now, he is an absolutely captivating talker. But just the that one specific one, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle, and you know right. that was the time uh, when that- you know. That Bray got shat all over, unfortunately. True. Uh, not that it matters, because I'm simply just the host here, but I would give my vote to Bray Wyatt, because Triple H saying that he is the game would eventually birth the god-awful Triple H shirt that says, Game Over on the front, and damn right I'm over on the back, which is the most head-up-the-ass uh, t-shirt design of any wrestler, and so uh, that's doo-doo. Um, By the way, if you'd like... If you'd like good design, well-designed merch, please go to fullygimmick.com. Yes, fullygimmick.com. Well, I was going to say, more to the point, if you want really great designed uh, work, talk to Jesse. He is a he is an yeah. absolute maestro uh, and, and is responsible for all of the incredible Wrestling Nerds merch um, that I hope to God is listed on our website or else I'm going to sound like a real dick. I uh, know. Uh, so it, 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 is, it is indeed. I can tell you it's all on there. So. Good. And none of them say, damn right, I'm over on the back. That is a guarantee. So, the next bracket here, I'm never going to let that go. 
is uh, another one in, I would say, in that kind of Hall of Fame bracket of uh, promos, the character origin promo that we've seen come up a lot here uh, in these uh, matchups. The Austin 316 promo at King of the Ring going up against 2005 Eddie Guerrero heel turn when Eddie got back his Latino heat. Uh, and so I'm very interested to hear everyone's thoughts on this. This is, I think, maybe another unfortunate matchup, but we'll see. Rick, let's start with you. Man, what? <laughs> it's a sense. It's a sense I have. Now we know what Rick was like in high school in, like, English class. Man, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> No one ever asked me hard questions in high school. I got straight A's. I fell asleep oh, most boy. of the time. Well, I would, you know, I'm a smart ass. I, I also did nothing with that in life. So what does that matter? <laughs> okay, <there we> go. <laughs> um, I had to think about this for a long time. It's just unfortunate that this isn't the championship match. Like every now and again, when you're watching like the NCAA tournament, which didn't happen this year, or a college basketball tournament of any variety, any tournament, I guess, anything. You're going to come across a situation where the two best teams just happen to meet up at one point, and it's not for the title. It's just, it happens. It happens a lot. Sometimes the number one seed and the number two seed just end up hitting on each other at the wrong conceivable time. These are the two, two of the best promos of all time. Hands down the end. And not even promos, but for Eddie moments. That all said... Nothing is more important in the wrestling industry than Austin 316. It is, it is just that important. It, it, it was the pipe bomb of its time. It was the most important moment to happen in 20 years of pro wrestling, maybe. It's Austin 316. Okay. Um, Chad, I want to hear from you. Uh, I, I agree completely with God. I wish this could have been later. And yeah, when I, when I saw this was the bracket that came up, I, I was very disappointed. Austin three sixteen absolutely is a watershed moment in professional, in professional wrestling. It's, um, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's Hogan dropping the leg on iron Sheik and winning the title. It, it starts up the next like era, big boom era of wrestling. As far as I'm concerned. Um, is, is that Austin 316 promo. Um, but boy, if we're looking at like promos, just like it, we, we can, I, with, for Austin 316, we're looking ahead and we can see exactly where, where that takes us. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, amazing what it is, but that Eddie promo with him talking to basically talking to Ray Mysterio's mask and, the absolute intensity that he had through that whole thing. Um, the, like I said, there's a few of these that gave me absolute chills watching, watching those, these promos back and would still hold up. And I, I would say you could give that Eddie promo. You could show that to a non-wrestling fan and turn somebody into a wrestling fan because they're going to want to see what that was, what that was all about. Now, hopefully they won't because then that leads up to like, you know, Eddie's, you know, Ray Mysterio's, you know, uh, you know, birth fathership on a pole type crap. Um, but um, for that moment, you, you can get everybody. I'm actually going to give it to Eddie. Wow. Jesse, it's down to you, my friend. I'm, I'm giving it to Austin. Um, I mean, you could, uh, you might even be able to argue that that being 
the watershed moment that every that you know the the 90s was built on might be even a little bit revisionist history but it's still Austin 316 like how do you and I like Eddie more than like retroactively I love Eddie more than I love Austin um and Eddie was just you know just, like he was just this beautiful performer in every sense of you know just the wrestling word and but Give it to Austin 316. Well, and, and, and gentlemen, you, you made a hard choice here. Um, obviously, you know, the Austin moment has such historical, you know, it's got such pomp and circumstance now of like lightning in a bottle. And, you know, the, you know, the next night on raw, you see all the, the sea of signs that say Austin 316. And we go, Oh, we made something here, you know, that is an incredible moment. However, I want to send this Eddie Guerrero promo to every guest we've had on the IndyCast who says that Eddie Guerrero is the ghost they want to fight because everybody falls all over themselves to worship Eddie's in-ring performance. And oftentimes, I think his character work sometimes gets left behind. Mm-hmm. And this is a moment. You can study both these promos, really, but study that Eddie promo Yes, he'd already pissed in the cornflakes the week before. When he comes out, everyone's already booing him. But he's stone-faced, like he's got to deliver a eulogy, and it immediately spirals into this insane rant about a man who's sick of where he is and 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 is looking... It's like the scariest version of fucking Austin Powers 2. Like, he's found his mojo, and now it's hell on earth. Um, so I think that needs to be sent to more people who are trying to study how to be in an engaging promo, because I mean, obviously both of them are, but Austin is, is both of these come out of frustration, but I think the Eddie one gets neglected because of just how great he was in the ring. And that's everyone, whatever everyone wants to talk about. Whereas Eddie takes you on a journey in this promo. Um, but Austin yeah, moves talk, on. I mean, about Eddie's heel run, you also that it's it is kind of tainted with the stupid fraternity. Yeah, no, we angle. we we had it. We had it's magic again. Old, by the way, yeah, yikes. Um, and by the way, like, briefly, a uh, big kudos to whoever had the idea for the Eddie promo to um, just have the the like the chair and the and like the single light, like darkening everything well, else. So you're just focused on Eddie. Mwah. Absolutely I amazing. The, I think it's the polar opposite, Chad, of what you mentioned with the Heyman promo. He's not right. climbing around. He's not on the apron. He is sitting in the center of the ring, and the right. sole attention is what uh, on what he has to say. So, exactly. another uh, very uh, shocking uh, matchup here, uh, one that definitely epitomizes the randomizer here. We've got uh, classic Jim Cornette calling out Paul E. Dangerously and the uh, quote-unquote original Midnight Express going up against Roman Reigns, the This Is My Yard Now promo. Um, Chad, this is your Frankenstein, so you have to deal with it first. <laughs> um, I will, Let me stay briefly up front. If, if you've listened to the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network, if you've listened to the IndyCast at all, um, I, I can't begin to tell you uh, how much I hate the person that Jim Cornette has become. Um, yes. Just uh, stuck in his ways, not willing to evolve, not willing to move, and just willing to shit on anybody that's not willing to, to listen to him. 
um, you know, to, to basically have everything be like back in the eighties again. Um, mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. There were some good things in the, in the eighties, but we, we need to move on from that. Um, that being said, I, I love the Roman Reigns promo, by the way, because it's legitimately like, this is my yard now is legitimately, I believe all he says in the entirety of the promo. Um, but how he just, the, the absolute amazing look he has is he's, facing down an audience that absolutely hates him because he's just defeated the undertaker at WrestleMania. Um, I, I think it's just a wonderful moment in, in, in his career, a wonderful moment in time. Uh, and, and I think it deserves the recognition it gets for actually it's simplicity. Um, yeah. That being said though, no matter how much I hate Cornette, God, I do at the time frame, he was, one of the best managers in wrestling and absolutely proved it at that point there. Um, I think that promo is amazing, especially if you know the character uh, of how it started, where he was definitely like a, you know, a spoiled brat mama's boy. Uh, and his mama would always send him like money and, and, you know, people to help him out. And for him to say like, you know what, mama F you, I've got this type of situation, I think is absolutely wonderful. And having the, the bloody jacket there with him, uh, is a is a wonderful uh, kind of point to all of it. Never thought I'd say this. I'll give it to Cornette, though. I thought <laughs> Cornette was that promo is, is one of his best best pieces of work. All right, um, Jesse, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, it might be unfair to the promo itself, but Jim Cornette promos are the Chris Benoit matches of. Promo. Ain't that the truth? He gets. He will. I. He has. Uh. He is Hulk Hogan's next door neighbor in the specific circle of sports hell. That's a reference for Rick. Um. And I just fuck Jim Cornette. And also for what Chad said, the the simplicity of the promo. Just Roman just sitting there and just a sea of booze and just, you know, just mushroom stamping all over everybody and just be like, fuck you, bitches. <laughs> this is mine now. I, this, I, I, this is me now. And, and also, fuck Jim Cornette. Okay. So we've got, uh, we're one and one here. Uh, Rick, you got to break the tie. I didn't want to have to do this because nobody enjoys taking out old Yeller and shooting it. <laughs> fuck Jim Cornette. No, um, I actually love Roman Reigns' promo here. This would have won a number of fights as far as I'm concerned. I remember watching that that match live with Jim Ross calling what should have been The Undertaker's final match. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Saudi's <laughs> got money, yo. <clears throat> and I remember watching it and thinking that Roman isn't just beating The Undertaker. He's not just winning. He had to drag the corpse of Mark Calloway to a passable, serviceable three-star match. And I was just thinking to myself, this is really it. Like, it is over for this guy. And then he comes out the next night, and the crowd is, you know, on fire, just absolutely white hot. And he just stands there, and he just nods and smiles at them. And it's my yard now. And then he just drops the mic, and all of a sudden, I was a Roman Reigns fan. Because mm-hmm. sometimes less is more. And mm-hmm. as much as Cornette goes in on that rant, and yeah, I mean, it's Cornette being Cornette at his Cornettiest, 
and you know, '90s Rick would say that I'm an idiot right now, but sometimes less is more, and we need to respect that. Okay, fair enough. Roman makes the the move forward. I I was a very underrated talker. I mean, you know, uh, true. I agree with that. Tash aside, yeah, right. For the you know, if you can separate him from the bullshit that you know he was made to say, he's actually a very good promo. And perfect segue, perfect segue, Jesse, uh, because I feel like this next bracket, uh, at least for one of these uh, entrants, we have to look at uh, how much are we willing to separate the art from From the the artist. And so this next bracket, we actually dip into the indies, which I was very pleased to see um, from a while back at the now defunct Chikara, Mm -hmm. uh, Eddie Kingston cutting a promo about uh, fighting Mike Quackenbush to become the first ever grand champion going up against the Warriors ultimate goodbye on that raw before his death. And so out of fear (laughs) that there's risk of either not giving a shit or whatever, I am going to go with Chad first because (laughs) I want to know which of these do you pick? You know which of these I pick. You you probably did. You, I think this is almost uh, a foregone conclusion on this one. Um, and and I do think, by the way, the, the one I'm going to pick here is one of one of. I don't care what else we have on here. This is one of the ones I think I would probably plant as one of the greatest promos I've ever seen, and I will die on this hill. Um, Eddie Kingston is one of the best Mike men in the business and uh, somebody that I am an absolutely massive fan of. And and that might color a little bit of my decision here on this one. And I don't give a shit Um, because if you don't watch that promo and see the absolute, like, you know, pain in his eyes from everything that he's done for losing a, you know, for losing a a man that he, like he says in the promo that would be, be the best man of my, at my wedding. If I were to get married, who would be the godfather of my kids, if I had them, um, you know, a man that, and he even, even has to pound at one point, my brother, I, I absolutely love that moment. And I, and I, and I could listen to Eddie Kingston talk all damn day. Um, and was actually trying to find our interview with him, which was uh, on the old network. And sadly, I can't find it. So, Zach, I hope you have it hiding somewhere. But I um, say we might have to do a, a throwback here. Then I'll, I'll track it down. Oh, yes, we should. But um, that promo is absolutely one of my favorite promos of, of all time. Eddie Kingston's uh, Road to High Noon. Um, the match is okay, but that promo absolutely sells it for me every single time. Yes, the warrior promo is is important, you know, is is very interesting looking back because obviously he passed the next day, but that that Eddie Kingston promo gets me every time. Uh and I that's another one that I'll watch just because you know, oh look, it's I happen to come across it on YouTube, hitting to watch it again. Um so yeah, I'll I'll <laughs> okay. die on that hill all day. So. All right, Jesse, I want to hear yours. Um 100% Eddie Kingston. Um I don't Warrior doesn't do it for me. Maybe I was too young, uh, or I got maybe I got into wrestling too late. Um, you know, the majority of my initial exposure to Ultimate Warrior was, you know, outside of just this sort of nebulous concept of the Ultimate Warrior that existed, you know, 15 years prior was, you know, the WWE trying to, you know, run him out of town and then, you know, right. change their minds. Um, and it, him just sort of rambling on, um, 
basically on his deathbed because he died like it, it wasn't even the next day it was like i mean it was physically the next day but it wasn't it was less than 12 hours later i think and you know so yeah. it might as well you know, just be the ramblings of a soon to be dead man um I, I warrior doesn't do it for me and eddie kingston is is one of the greatest promos of all time i fucking love eddie kingston Okay. Now, Rick, it doesn't goddamn matter at this point, but I'm interested to hear your thoughts. <laughs> also, fuck Ultimate Warrior. He's a piece of shit. Anyway, yeah. so good. Uh, uh, all right. All right. I think it's good that we just had our social justice warrior rant against the Ultimate Warrior, but that's... Hello? <laughs> True. Yep. This thing on? Anyway. Oh, please. Please, no. <clears throat> um, I was actually going to say Eddie Kingston for one reason and one reason only. If War... <laughs> God, even I have trouble saying this. If Warrior doesn't die, do we care about that promo? I would ar- absolutely, because no, you won't. You wouldn't. If he if he was still alive today, you would look back at that promo and go like, that was kind of weird, right? And also, but if he- Warrior's dead, and if I vote against Eddie Kingston, he could find me, and he that's would- true. That's true. <laughs> I can no, dunk on I'm, Warrior I'm being, all I I'm want. I'm being serious, though. I'm, I'm being I, honest. If, if no. Warrior doesn't die, does that promo hold the amount of weight that we, we revere it? If Austin 316 oh. turns out to be nothing, does anyone care? Like, it does matter what happens after these promos, which what made them so great. And I think about it. Look at what Eddie Kingston has done for himself from that moment forward versus what happened with Warrior. Warrior died the next day. Shit, that sucks. It's horrible. Does that make his promo better? I don't think so. Fair enough. I'm I'm actually pleasantly surprised. Now, uh, to kind of put a button on this, uh, Chad has known for the seven years we've been doing the IndyCast that I was very indifferent on Kingston for a long, long time. Um, you were, because I remember when I when I told you I booked him, you were like, oh, shit. Because you'd, yeah. you'd been bad-mouthing him on the show for about, um, about three years, so... But in the last probably couple of years, just his promo work alone has won me over. Hell, there was a promo he cut at a show where I thought he was shitting on us. I thought he was shitting on Punk Pro, and I was still like, God damn, that was a good promo. Like, (laughs) I was really genuinely, I'm like, I had to talk to people. I'm like, can you talk to Eddie Kingston and see if he's shitting on Punk Pro? And they were like, no, he's not. I'm like, okay, cool. Great promo, guy. Um, (laughs) he, He is a great talker, but I think to the point here is, and I think this really goes for any of the promos we've selected so far, there should be an element of believability to it. And when Eddie Kingston cuts a promo, it doesn't matter if it's the first time he's there or if he's had a feud that's lasted a lifetime with somebody, there is always an element of realism there. There's always an element of believability. And that's something I would want to share with future wrestlers. Of like, hey, you don't have to bring up your life story every time you cut a promo or make up something if you had a decent life. Eddie, you know, Kingston's had a hard life. Maybe you didn't. That doesn't mean you got to make something up. But make us as the audience connect to you as a person, not just as this guy in tights is fighting this other guy. And I, I think Kingston. Um, you look at, and you, even as recently as a couple weeks ago when Eddie had his shot against Cody. You know, I when he came out and when it you know was revealed that he was the one that was getting the shot, you're like, oh shit, cool, yeah, Eddie Kingston. And then he cuts that promo at Cody as short as it was, and as hyped as you would be, you're like, oh fuck, that was great. 
Yeah, no, he as, even in this promo here, the the one for Chikara, he does in a few minutes bring you completely up to speed on why this is important. And that's what a good promo should do. Yeah, it shouldn't every... just be, hey, I'm shitting on these people or hey, aren't I great? It should be, hey, you missed the last six months of programming. Doesn't matter. Now you know how important this is. You know who Eddie Kingston is every time he talks. There you mm-hmm. go. Like if if watching him on Dynamite a couple of weeks ago was the first time you've ever seen or heard of Eddie Kingston, you know who Eddie Kingston is now. Right. Yeah, you, and, you could and, argue you also understand what the ultimate warrior is every time he would open his mouth. Also true. But Pull up the rocket ship. In a, um, in a, yeah, in a different direction. So uh our second to last out of this official first run. Holy shit, we're almost there. Uh, Terry Funk and his beautiful dream versus John Cena and his uh, accusation that there's a John Cena bootleg. Um, so, Jesse, I want to start with you since since you made such great points about Kingston. Um, I will say um, I'm going to give it to Cena just because uh, the, the Funk promo is just sort of like, eh. All right. I watched it. I'm like, okay, that's it. And, <laughs> and, you know, Cena, it's just, you know, he just has, he's one, one of the best talkers ever. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, Rick, what about you? Yeah. Um, uh, going against type here, it's Cena. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't necessarily think the Funker has ever had a bad promo personally, but there was something wild about watching Cena blur the lines between reality and, and, and the fourth wall and looking right at you. Like, you know, he might, you might say that some people, someone that you know is a motherfucker, but you generally don't watch them fuck your mother right in front of you. And that's what (laughs) Cena does. He just opens her legs up and dives on in and you just got to sit there and watch him. And there's nothing you can do to stop. And for whatever reason, you're, you're just really into whatever he's doing, and he, <laughs> he's, he's, he's doing it so well. You, you don't want to stop. I'm going to argue that Rick just gave you guys the longest outro clip ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, honestly, like, he's such a swarmy asshole, that entire promo. And you don't want him to stop the entire, like, yeah, man, yeah, just, just spit in my face. The, Do it. The, there's Do an era of John Cena where it's just fuck you, I'm John Cena. What the fuck are you gonna do? That's yeah. That really should have been the marketing. It's just fuck you, I'm John Cena. <laughs> uh, so in your outs, fuck you, I'm John Cena. Yes, there you go, perfect. So Chad, uh, not that it means a damn now, but uh, are you coming to the Funkers' defense, or, or are we all just shitting an old old man? Uh, <laughs> First off, I don't know how badly I want to follow Rick's stuff here now after that. Uh, um, Terry Funk, I think. (laughs) Terry Funk, uh, I think Rick said it absolutely correct. Terry Funk, I don't think he's ever really had a bad promo. Uh, I think Terry Funk's another one that's had so many great promos that it's it's hard to really like narrow down what's his what's his like pivotal moment promo. And, and I and I think this was as close as I could I could come to it. A lot of people had mentioned one uh, where he I guess runs down Jerry Lawler, uh, but if I remember correctly, I did find the promo and it was so un PC I wasn't <laughs> even going to try to touch it. So it was um so no uh, Cena especially the I think the line of um, 
Like you get mad at me for being part-time. Like if, if you actually did your job, I wouldn't have to be part-time type of thing. It's absolutely the greatest bird in the world. Um, and the whole reason I think that promo holds up. So it, it's, it's Cena on that one. I love Terry Funk. Don't get me wrong, but it's Cena. So. All right. So our, uh, our final Jesus almighty, our final, uh, uh, matchup in our uh, first round is, uh, Jake Roberts, from WrestleMania six going up against uh, Ted DiBiase versus Arn Anderson and his my spot promo, which also kind of includes the four horsemen and Kurt Hennig and a couple of other characters. Um, so Chad, I'm going to ask you because you, again, this is your Frankenstein. So you have to put it to bed. So uh, Jake yeah. Roberts and Arn Anderson. Uh, Arn Anderson. I, I love the My Spot promo. I, I love the you know kind of the the going through his history and and handing it and trying to hand it off to Kurt Henning. Uh, I wish Henning had stuck with the Horsemen longer because he, for those that don't know, this is leading into War Games against the NWO, and Henning turns on them, which to, to go with the NWO, where I didn't think he was all that necessary. Um, I think he could have done a lot more to keep the horseman name alive by continuing to be kind of the new, the new enforcer for that team. Um, so that's always been a disappointment to me, uh, in that. Um, so the, um, the Jake Roberts promo again, kind of falls in the same with the Terry Funk promo. I don't know if Jake Roberts has ever had a bad promo. I just can't think of a promo that definitely is like the, like the watershed moment promo for Jake. So fair enough. Um, Jesse, what about you? Given it's Arn as well, um, just the emotion in that promo is just great. It's just it's it's another one of those just sort of iconic WCW promos. It's just great. Uh, Rick, not that it means a damn, but what are your thoughts? Um, you know what I like most about the Arn Anderson My Spot promo mm. is that next week Kevin Nash shit all over it so hard and made <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, not goodness. just my spot, my liver spot, my gut spot, dog my bad spot. spot, my bald spot, my do- my dog spot. <laughs> well, I mean, um, Arn's uh, promo here. I mean, it gets a little wordy, gets yeah. a little like. Uh, sometimes he gets kind of tripped up because he talks about like when he's at the gym after he's like recovering and he's going to get back. back the- and- yeah, yeah, and he like drops the water and he's like, "Oh, it was very symbolic." And I'm like, there "Okay, drops you- the water." And- yeah, Arn, you didn't have to tell us it was symbolic. We got that it was symbolic. You <laughs> dropped it. We understand as, as symbolism. Knows, the way that you tell a story is by saying something and then explaining what you just said. That's how you know it was. Yes, good. use Arn's use flowery language and then immediately the undercut joke. it with an explanation. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So Arn moves forward, and we've officially gotten through the first round, and it's just under two hours or so, or <laughs> almost two hours. You and Rick. Jesus Almighty. So, well, let's. So, I think we can speed round through. Obviously, what? Well, uh, yeah, I, I was just gonna say, do we want to try to run through the rest of this, or do we all pinky promise to come back? You know, basically <laughs> this this bat time next week and 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 wrap this up because I genuinely do feel bad for keeping you guys up. I mean, I'm I'm rocking and rolling, but it's up to it's up to everybody. Rick's kicking in, I'm sure, but. No, well, I mean, I'm already, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. Let's just fucking go. All right, cool. We're all fucked. Um, all right, so we jump back to the first section John here. John Cena is at the door, and he's looking for our collective mother. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's John Cena is now the Biff Tannen of, uh, of the Wrestling Radio Network. He really is Biff Tannen. And he wants Let's us to say real. hi to our moms for him. 
<laughs> All right, so we jump back to the uh, the first side of the the brackets here. So now we have Jesus Almighty. This probably who booked this shit? Um, yeah. CM Punk Pipe Bomb versus Dusty Rhodes Hard Times. Um, I mean, fuck oh. you, Jesse. Why you go first? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh God damn it! Ah. I actually hit a I actually hit a pit in my stomach that that was coming to me first. <laughs> <laughs> That's good bracket. When you go, please God, don't pick me. This is a so this is like the Sophie's choice of the whole fucking thing. Like, and it's, 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 I'm, I'm going pipe bomb. Okay, again, feel yeah. free to send your angry uh, correspondence to Team Hammerfist, and definitely I will, not. I will drink yes. the tears of your rage. Um. Rage. Which is my Fiona Apple cover band that only does really Oh, excellent. <laughs> excellent. Uh, Chad, what about you? Um, shit. God damn it. Hard times, but it's close. God, that's a, oh. that. I really wish that one came later. Um, uh, so this, this comes bing bong back on me for coming later. Yes, bing bong. This comes around to fuck Rick. You got to be the tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. You, you assholes. Like I had, I was really hoping not to have to do this. I'm the one who's got to put one of these two dogs to bed, huh? That's right. Who are your favorite dogs too? Like, yeah, let it be, no, let it no, be said, no. whether Rick says it or not, let it be said that Rick absolutely fucking loves CM Punk, or he I, did at least. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love CM Punk. I don't love Phil because he made all of us amateur pro MMA athletes look terrible. Um, <laughs> he sure did. Okay. Okay. Here we go. What is important about the pipe bomb that it is and is not an actual promo? A promo is hyping something. It's getting to something. It's supposed to be what you watch we talked about how uh, you know a good promo will do for a match what not watching tv will have done for six years right or six months or whatever it also takes about 10 minutes for punk to really get to the point and he gets cut off at the end and he never really has a definitive statement what the hell is he actually saying i hate everyone everyone's a piece of shit fuck all you i'm leaving so you swing back over well, you swing back over and you look at Dusty. And for three and a half minutes, Dusty Rhodes yells over a crowd that can't give two shits that he's there. And by the end of it, half of them have gotten to the point where they want Dusty's babies, and the other half realize that Dusty is their father. <laughs> True. So they're, they're asking they're asking Dusty Rhodes to fuck their mothers at that point. At that point, yes. So I actually am going to go ahead. And since I'm the deciding vote here, I'm going to take the chicken shit out and say it's going to be the pipe bomb. Wow. Wait, did you just completely flip us here? He did. <laughs> he did. God damn. I can't, fight it. I can't fight the pipe bomb, man. It's really. It's I really... will say, and also to to just to take you just to, for a little anecdotal thing for me and Rick, the collective angsty wrestling smart mark nerd boner that the pipe bomb gave us was so strong rick and i single-handedly destroyed 
10 years of eBay history on the forum that we were on, just off of the fucking nut of the up the game, off of the pipe bomb. Rick just completely just rips off CM Punk's character. Uh, <laughs> Using the and, pipe bomb as and, a base. And the characters of Graham Stahl and Jesse Long destroyed <laughs> the EFED that down, we were boy. in. We made them shut down. That's that is a that is a feat. I was actually going to uh for me it was definitely gonna be hard times because despite Rick being a little trickster, all the things that he said were absolutely accurate. The closest we get to like a fucking sermon is the hard times promo. Like mm-hmm. you can show that to somebody who's never watched wrestling and they will scoff at his fucking like mannerisms and his talking speech at first but by the end of it they look at you and go holy shit i get it like that is a powerful speech and again like we talked about eddie kingston and lots of others it is an element of realism to it an element of that is who he was but i think it transcends even beyond just a character moment i think it's truly showing it's going beyond just like mud wrestling into this is a performance art and it's making you feel things and not just sit there and be like, Oh, the big guy wins. It's, it's, it's building emotion and not just like, Hey, come see this fight. There might be blood. Um, but, uh, um, a wrestling nerd boner is a wrestling nerd boner. So. Yeah. You know, honestly, I, I can't be that much of a dick. I have to agree. Like it's gotta be hard time. No matter how much I want to fuck it around, honestly, it's got to be hard times. It just has to. Oh, so the we got a double turn. He, he pulled a dusty finish on the dusty choice. That's <laughs> I, wish I, 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 I wish I could tell you I intended to. I wish I could tell you I intended to. But you, you can't, I don't know, man. You can't argue the reality. Like, you can, you can fuck around and say this, that, and the other thing, but the fact of the matter is, yeah, like, that's it. That's really, really it. And I think to your point that you even made at the beginning, whether it was genuine or not, the CM Punk promo ultimately did nothing for anybody. It's just yeah. CM Punk is is voicing a lot of our opinions, and it went nowhere. You know, the it's WWE is, is still a disaster. Right. Yeah, the WWE is still a disaster. It's still making terrible choices here and there. Like, yeah. nothing has changed. It just made CM Punk seem cool. Um, yeah. So so next up here, we've got The Miz versus Cactus Jack. Um, Rick, I don't trust you, so I'm not going to have you go first. I will go oh, with... Oh, this is going to be easy. God damn it. With, I'm going to go with Chad. How do you, um, you fucking do that every time? <laughs> um, uh, I can't, can't, no matter how much I love that Miz promo, Kane Dewey. Okay. Uh, so, Jesse... Miz Kane and Dewey. Cactus? Kane Dewey. Kane Dewey is light years above anything the Miz has ever done. Well, and again, one of those cases where I think, you know, what did this ultimately end up? Rick, you mentioned it earlier. You know, we look beyond what has happened from that promo onward. And uh, and for the Miz, it's still, other than the fact that, like, he cemented that he's got a job forever. But, uh, but, but Rick, I, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are. Um, it, it, it's actually Kane Dewey because I, yeah, no, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree that 
I love that the Miz was able to, you know, basically hold his spot for all time. But Kane Dewey, you know, compared to the Miz being angry about what exactly? I don't know. Oh, well, yeah, he, he doesn't get injured. And he doesn't get injured because he is really good about wrestling safe. And good on him for that because he's there for the fans that don't care that he's there. King of safe style. Right. Yeah, that's, great. that's great. Nobody is sitting there going, man, I really hope I get to see the Miz tonight. But you'll know you will. <laughs> You know you get to because he's going to wrestle a headlock and then he and Randy Orton are going to gonna make sure that everyone gets home nice and early and has a nice, safe bedtime. Before we move on to the next round, I am going to pass my spot over to Zach for it because I think I need to go get a charger for my phone because oh, good. about 15% left and I'm pretty sure I'm the only one recording. So Wonderful. Okay, so next up, uh, we've got uh, The Rock... Hell in a Cell versus Mark Henry retirement speech. Oh, fuck. Um, uh, Chad, why don't you start us? Um, though, it, again, it's like we said kind of in the last round, it's quintessential rock. That That is kind of, if you want to uh, get to the essence of what the rock is, it's that promo. Except that Mark Henry one gets me every time. I'm going to give, I'm going to actually give it to Mark Henry. Wow. Okay. Uh, Rick, what about you? Fuck. Um, uh, I I can't. I okay. It's it, it's it, yeah. I'm I'm going with the Rock. I I have to. I just have to. God damn you, Rick. Um, I yes. really thought you were gonna make <laughs> this easy for me. No, fuck your ass. No. <laughs> God damn it. Um. Again, okay. So let's look at it this way. We keep talking about like where does this go? Where does this promo take us? For Mark Henry. It takes us to an incredible character moment. And then it kind of ends up fizzling out somewhere along the line. They had something with, with Henry. They could have fucking put the company on his back at that point. Um, the, he really, for all the, I mean, we just literally had um, a similar setup where, uh, you know, Rich Swan was now announcing his retirement uh, in TNA and it seemingly looks like it may be getting turned into a storyline. So that's not something new. So for Mark Henry to really stand out with that, incredibly impressive. That being said, this is Heyday Rock. This is The Rock being both cool and funny at the same time, which is not an easy thing to do, especially in wrestling. So um, I'm going to give it to The Rock purely based on nostalgia, and I'm a giant cuck. Um <laughs> So next up, another I Jesse has made my life very difficult. Uh, we've got Flair versus Heenan. Um, oh, oh. I didn't think this would actually happen. Yeah. Um, I, I'll start things off here. I'm going to give it to Flair because um, there is genuine emotion in that promo, um, especially coming off of, of the, the Mania one. Um also, this is the first time we had someone fighting themselves because Heenan's also in that promo. Yeah. So this is actually Heenan in a supporting role versus Heenan in a supporting role. Um, but I'm giving it to Flair. What about you, Rick? I don't I don't actually want to give it to Flair, but I keep thinking about what is our basis for these things again. And ultimately right. that Heenan promo is him putting the you know the cherry on top of WrestleMania three for all intents and purposes. So it, but then you have flair who just defined what a Royal rumble was flair. 
Chad, any thoughts one way or the other? Um, no, it, it has it has to be Flair in that instance, and for for exactly what what you know, Rick, kind of, like you both kind of said, it's the emotion of it. It is the um, the defining moment for it's probably the defining moment for the Royal Rumble um, that that all other Rumbles are kind of compared to from this point. So um, right. yeah, it has to be Flair. Uh, Jesse is still playing um, uh, computer mechanics, so I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll keep uh, sitting in his seat here. We we'll jump back to the right side of the bracket. We're actually making progress here. Um, Scare it. Uh, Harlem Heat versus HBK's 2005 heel promo in Canada. Uh, <laughs> very strange matchup indeed. Um, I, uh, unlike uh, you, find upstanding. Uh, uh, gentle nerds. I have no problem with with uh, memes or promos that make me laugh. So I think it's Harlem Heat all day. I think that's hysterical and a, an incredible moment. And as Rick did point out, a beautiful moment of getting lost in the character, of, of really feeling that emotion for a moment when this is all supposed to be, you know, just a performance art. So I'm giving it to Harlem Heat. Uh, Chad, what about you? How is this Harlem Heat promo making it as far as it is? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 seriously, I seriously did not think this Harlem Heat promo would nearly make it this long. I thought it would go out in the first round, we'd get a laugh out of it, and then it would move on. But God damn it, by the way that it's been explained of the, you know, kind of the, the a wrestler getting lost in the character, God damn it, it makes it fit. Yeah, give it to Harlem Heat. Shit. <laughs> This is incredible. The underdog story. I broke the internet. This is this is the goddamn Zootopia of this tournament. Is we coming for you? Gonna is it gonna beat out like tear in the eye in the in the end? Who knows? Who knows? Um, Rick, any other than that? uh, You know, wearing your crown that you're breaking the internet here. Any other, any others, any other sales pitches before we move on? Uh, so carry over. I swear to God, I was going to give it the shot. <laughs> move on. All right, uh, we've got triple. Oh Jesus, we've got Triple H. I am the game versus Austin three sixteen. Jesse's back in the hot seat, and I'm starting with you. Austin three sixteen. Like, come on, it's it's Austin three sixteen. I mean, that shirt design was... I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on that. All right, um, Rick, what about you? I am the game versus Austin 316. When I was in college, I knew this kid who was an RA with me. He was a year older than me, so he was 19. Rick, I was 18. be careful. No, I, I wasn't his RA. He was just one of the RAs I was with. Anyway, oh, okay. um, he had a shirt that made it cool to be a pro wrestler fan. He wanted to train to be a pro wrestler. He loved this one guy. And his shirt always, I thought, was the greatest shirt of all time. And every time I looked at it, I smiled. I'm like, yeah, that's what it means to be a wrestling fan. Fuck yeah. And that shirt was game over. No! God damn it. (laughs) I swear to God. I've been waiting to tell that story since you ranted about that 25 minutes ago. God damn it. That shirt's so stupid. It's so good. I'm disgusted. (laughs) That's the line. I like that that's the line. (laughs) Yes. You can talk about John Cena fucking my mom all night. That's fine. (laughs) Don't tell me that that shirt is cool. And that's a clip, by the way. (laughs) You keep talking about it. 
Anyway, Chad, you got to make a decision. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's Austin three sixteen. I mean, again, if we if we're looking at the uh, the trajectory, and don't get me wrong, Triple H's trajectory is pretty. Uh, that rocket is pretty well strapped to his ass too. But uh, Austin three sixteen was a phenomena. That's a once in a lifetime type of situation. Austin three sixteen. Also interesting to note, um, we talked about Jesse. You put it perfectly earlier. The like, oh well, you know, you shouldn't be burying anybody or shitting on your opponent. That promo starts with a direct shitting on, truly shitting on Jake Roberts and his sobriety. Like yeah. that promo starts with being a son of a bitch and ends up being like, it's cool, it all works out. It all the ends justifies <laughs> means. That was a pretty kick-ass catchphrase. Like that that's a pretty shitty thing, and we still celebrate it. Um, that's next... kind of Stone Cold Steve Austin in, in a nutshell, though, isn't that's it? That's true. Yeah. And justify the means. Um, next up, we've got Roman Reigns. This is my yard now versus Eddie Kingston. This is interesting because I didn't think Kingston would get the unanimous votes like he did. Um, so I'm going to go with the lesser fanboys here. Uh, Rick, um, what, what do you think between Roman and Kingston? So this is one of those situations where I have to look at promo v. promo, not situation, not in a vacuum. This is which of these two moments in time do I consider to be, you know, one more significant than the other? If you put a gun to my head, which of these two back to back, et cetera, et cetera. For me, the answer is actually Eddie Kingston. Um, as much as I love Roman and as much as I love that promo and as cool as it was in the moment, if you compare it to a different moment, a completely unrelated moment, such as Eddie Kingston making you care about Shakara, there's no comparison. Okay. All right. So, um, Jesse, what about you? I gave it to Kingston as well. Pretty much exactly the same reasons that Rick said. I'm assuming, Chad, that you're going with Roman Reigns on this, but go ahead and you correct are, Obviously. You, no, you are. Yeah, of course, definitely going wrong. No, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna dusty finish this like Rick did earlier. No, that's totally Kingston. Blame uh, Chad. Fair enough. I'm sorry. Blame blame Zach. Nah, my my pills are kicking. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now, uh, final bracket here. Uh, we've got uh the John Cena bootleg promo versus the Arn Anderson my spot promo. Um, let's go with Jesse. Um, I actually put down uh my spot just because the emotion coming from Arn. Um, but I, I, I do think it, it's, it's tough. It's kind of a, it's a, it's a tough choice, but I, I went with Arn. Okay. Um, Chad, what about you? Also going with Arn for the emotion of it. But like I said, Cena's, Cena's got some great digs in that one. Uh, and obviously fucked all our moms. And fucked all our moms. Uh, Rick, what about you? I'm sticking with Cena. I mean, it doesn't matter anymore, but I still think that promo versus the My Spot promo was so much better. Okay. I'm going to say that forever. All right. So now jumping back, now we're getting into the real tough stuff, fellas. Uh, Dusty no Rhodes. What? Okay. Bing bong. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, Hard Times versus Cactus Jack, Dewey Kane. Rick, let's start with you. Uh, this one is actually very easy for me if you've been paying attention this whole time. This is obviously hard times, Daddy. Okay. Uh, Chad? I God, I love both these promos so much, too. Um, it's close, but it's it's got to be hard times. 
Jesse. Let, let me talk for Jesse. Hard times. All right. There wow. You go. wow. That was amazing. Unanimous. Unanimous across yeah. the board. So now we've got uh, The Rock, Hell in a Cell versus uh, Ric Flair, Tear in My Eye. Uh, Chad, I want to start with you. Uh, tear, tear in my eye. Uh, again, if we're if we're going to full emotion of it, I, I you have to give it to tear in my eye. All right, uh, Jesse, what about you? Tear in the eye as well. Wow, we sound like uh, like we've all we've all seen some serious shit now. Uh, Rick, <laughs> what about you? Uh, just as a sort of cherry on top. Uh, I was actually going to go with The Rock personally because as much as I love tear in the eye, we've sort of covered it a couple of times. I still think The Rock's promo holds up better than Tear in My Eye at this point. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, oh, Jesus. Um, the the ultimate test here of if the underdog <laughs> story can continue, the Harlem Heat, we coming for you promo versus mm-hmm. Austin 316. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is what this is always coming to, together on here, folks. Um, Jesse, I got to give it to you first, pal. Not a bitch. Um, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Zach made a good point previous in our, in our a few minutes ago that Austin starts off with shitting all over Jake's sobriety. And Rick has been championing this whole time that it's this is one of the realest promos there is. So I'm just, you know, I you know my my bracket is completely confetti <laughs> now. I'm we coming for you. It's coming for that title. Oh my god. Oh Rick. All right, Harlem Heat or Austin three sixteen. So it's funny that it's Austin three sixteen against the Harlem Heat joke because. <laughs> Does anyone know anything about college sports? Like, if I'm if I'm talking about college sports, am I talking to a dead room? Absolutely. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Okay. There was a school, and there still is. It still exists. But they used to have a bunch of sports teams, and they don't anymore because they got blown out constantly and forever. And that school is named Austin P. It's a real school. Look it up. Google it. Austin, Austin P was just known for getting its ass handed to it and just constantly getting blown out. So I think it's time that we accept that Cinderella stories don't always have the ending we want them to. It's Austin 360. Okay, excellent. Uh, Chad, believe it or not, you have to be the tiebreaker here. <laughs> I, I Well, this one, this one I think is an easy one. I, I didn't think the Harlem Heat promo would make it out of the first round. It's not making it out of this round. It is Austin 360. Ah. It was you, Austin. It was you all along. Um, (laughs) So now we've got, uh, wow, Um, Eddie Kingston versus Arn Anderson. Um, And now, fuck you, Chad. You go first. Uh, (laughs) Eddie Kingston looked directly uh, at Arn Anderson at one point during the promo when he uh, came out for the Cody match and basically said that if he he kept throwing eye daggers at him, he was going to... He was going to knock him the fuck out, I believe was close to the, what the quote was. I believe um, it was if he uh, mean mugged him again, he was going to gouge his eye out. And I was like, I wow, Eddie, wow. <laughs> so, um, though, again, no matter, no matter how much I do love the uh, the my spot promo, uh, you, uh, I will agree with Rick a little bit. It does get overshadowed because a lot of people remember more of the 
Kevin Nash, uh, you know, dog spot, liver spot, my spot promo that, that proceeded it. Um, and then it, that, and like I said, I'm going to die on the hill of Eddie Kingston, that Eddie Kingston promo. So Kingston is my vote. Okay. Um, Rick, what about you? This is weird because we're talking about one of the greatest promos of all time. Like now we're, you know, almost, almost to the end of this run. And I have to find myself wondering is, did I care enough about an Eddie Kingston promo in a defunct promotion to warrant getting rid of Arn Anderson, who I cared a lot about in a defunct promotion. Um, it's just a weird world we live in in pro wrestling. Yes. I, I actually am going to have to go with Arn on this. Just, I just feel that that's the right answer. I don't even know if I have a logic for it. Okay. Jesse, it comes down to you, Kingston or Arn. Oh, boy. I, I'm, I'm giving it to Eddie. Wow. wow! If anything, just because he told you know, we had this, we had this matchup uh, two weeks ago on Dynamite, and you know, yeah, he told him he was going to get his eye out. That's true. Um, wow, that was. Uh, if Kingston wins this, we got to see if we can get it back on the show. Hell yeah! Um, so now, oh god, okay, so we're back to the left bracket, and now we've got uh, hard times. Versus a tear in my eye. Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair. It was destined to happen. Um, Let's start with, uh, let's start with Chad. The joy has left all of our eyes now. (laughs) This was like a laugh, funny, haha thing. And now it's like. There's serious repercussions here at stake. <laughs> well, especially because, especially because I'm I'm picturing what the final four are right now, and and it's going to be real difficult no matter what the matchup is here at the end. Yeah, um, um, hard times, just because it's the first answer that popped into my head when when we brought those two up. It, it, hard times. Okay. Uh, all right, Rick. What about you? Oh, I'm going to I'm going to invoke the if Jesse isn't here, then it's going to have to be you, Austin. So uh, yeah. go, go get him there, Zach. Zach, oh, we want to hear your lines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Fuck. Well, then I guess it's going to be hard times for me then. That's that's my vote. Uh, so the other half of the final four is Austin versus Kingston. So, Jesse, now that you're back in the chat, uh, answer quick. Austin 316 or High Noon with Eddie Kingston? Uh, for the sheer iconography of it, I got to give it to Austin. I love Eddie, and he'll probably murder me for, you know, voting him off the island. But I, I, I it's Austin. All right, Rick, then uh, I guess it's your call. Uh, okay, all right, that, that's good. I, I have what I need. Uh, that is definitely Austin 316. <laughs> All right, Chad. For shits and giggles, any thoughts on this particular matchup? Yeah, well, I mean, my vote doesn't my vote doesn't matter. Obviously, I was I was willing to die on the the Kingston Hill, and and here's obviously where I di- where I perish. So, all right. So it comes down to this: the final two options in this Megapod promo bracket are Dusty Rhodes, Hard Times, or Austin three sixteen. Now, before we get in the sea of tweets saying, "Well, duh, of course it is," 
keep in mind, it was almost Harlem Heat. Um, Rendering this entire experiment completely fucking moot. All right, let's get this over with. <laughs> well, Rick, since you uh, want to be the Debbie Downer here of uh, of Chaos Theory, uh, between Austin 316 and uh, Hard Times, uh, which do you uh, which, which made the bigger impact in your opinion? Uh, it's got to be the pipe bomb promo. This isn't a money in the bank the fucking contract. <laughs> uh, you know what? There's only one promo that I can re- I can remember by heart. Uh, and this whole time I've been trying to fight it. But there is one promo that I will always go to if I need to point out what pro wrestling is. And that is, of course, hard times, daddy. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Chad, you could be potentially the deciding factor here. Uh, I, I think I am going to be the deciding factor here, though. Austin 316 is, is amazing. I completely agree with what Rick just said there. Uh, uh, Hard Times is definitely one of those one of those promos, one of those moments that if you have a non wrestling fan who's like, why do you watch that? I show them the Hard Times promo and they understand. Hard time, though it's it's a cliche answer that it's the best promo ever for this tournament. It is the best promo ever. Hard times. Okay, Jesse. Any final thoughts? Yeah, unanimous for me. It would have been hard times. Okay, fair enough. Um, I guess the question is, um, I, that that I guess I'm throwing out to the dozens and dozens here is like, do you feel that one of the other holds up better? I mean, like I said. The hard times one considerably older than Austin three sixteen. Um, Austin three sixteen starts with shitting on a man's sobriety. Um, <laughs> it's it, both of these have been carried so, to such a, a, a peak historically, and the impact that they've had still, I think, resonates even to this day. Ladies and gentlemen, we did the damn thing. Uh, phones catching fire or not, <laughs> we have put forth all doubt. We have. Come to a decision, the greatest promo of all time, to no one's surprise, according to Rick, yeah. is Dusty Rhodes. He's not, I'm, he's not wrong, though. <laughs> uh, this has been a megapod that you've been able to be a part of. I have no idea how many episodes this ends up being because yeah, we're right. all goddamn night. It's way past our bedtimes. Uh, we're going to be very cranky babies in the morning, but uh, <laughs> we were willing to sacrifice. We were willing to sacrifice for all of you. Uh, get our merch on fullygimmick.com. If you're not already subscribing to us, how the hell did you find this episode? But subscribe <laughs> to the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network on all social media. Uh, follow Team Hammerfist. Follow the IndieCast. Follow uh, the Reed Pile and the Golden Guys whenever they feel like doing it. Um, and the Internet Title. You know, follow him too. Yes, and uh, and uh, Fat Guy Little Park. And if I ever do reviews again, we're all very creative people is what I'm trying to say. Um, <laughs> and so uh, long story short, holy shit, we did it uh, for everybody here, for Jesse, Rick, and Chad. I have been your ghost host with the most, Zach Romero. Thank you so much for joining us for the Megapod. And God help us if we try something like this again. Good night. <laughs> That's a hot set of bullshit titties. <laughs>